And we are going to read the Word. We're going to read from Galatians chapter 5, verses 1, and then 13 through 25. And so, uh, I invite you, if you've heard this before, we're getting into the, uh, the Fruit of the Spirit talk, which is one of my favorite verses. If you've heard it before, if you're familiar with it, I invite you to simply close your eyes and hear it, and let your mind process what you're hearing, and just let visualize what you visualize, feel what you feel, but just engage the Scripture in that way. And so it reads, Christ has set us free for freedom. Therefore, stand firm and don't submit to the bondage of slavery again. You were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only don't let this freedom be an opportunity to indulge your selfish impulses, but serve each other through love. All the law has been fulfilled in a single statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour each other, be careful that you don't get eaten up by each other. I say be guided by the Spirit, and you won't carry out your selfish desires. A person's selfish desires are set against the Spirit, and the Spirit is set against one's selfish desires. They are opposed to each other. So you shouldn't do whatever you want to do. But if you are being led by the Spirit, you aren't under the law. The actions that are produced by selfish modems are obvious, since they include, but are not limited to, sexual immorality, moral corruption, doing whatever feels good, idolatry, drug use and casting spells, hate, fighting, obsession, losing your temper, competitive opposition, conflict, selfishness, group rivalry, jealousy, drunkenness, partying, and other things like that. I warn you, as I have already warned you, that those who do these kinds of things won't inherit God's kingdom. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against things like this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the self with its passions and its desires. If we live by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Lord, I thank You for Your Spirit, and I thank You for Your presence that's ever with us, before us, around us. And I ask that You come now, that You speak. You're always speaking, but we offer ourselves to listen. I ask that you speak through me in spite of me. I ask that we hear you in spite of ourselves. Lord, may all that is said and heard, may it be pleasing, may it be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you alone are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Now, I'll preface with, this is a busier than normal Sunday so I have a shorter sermon planned so you can relax. Uh, don't get too comfortable. So this is one of my favorite bits of the Bible. I, th I guess I've used it more than any other part because having this list helps me get to the heart of understanding how I make sense 
of the things that I see and hear around me. We're in the midst of a series called Much More to Say. The Spirit is still speaking. The last word was penned in the Bible about 1,900 years ago. The Spirit has not stopped speaking in the 1,900 years. And there are things in here that we, we don't operate by because the idea of the law and loving our neighbor has led us out of slavery. We've emancipated people, and we celebrated that on Juneteenth. If you, if, I don't know if you celebrated that. Uh, we've celebrated the, the way that women have become such a, a vibrant part, an equal part to the ministry of the United Methodist Church. It's one thing that I am incredibly proud of, that we have gotten past the gender thing. We're not done. Amen? We still have a long way to go on the issue of equality, on the issue of gender and, and lots of things. We have a ways to go, and we're still in the midst of processing all this, and some of us are in different places than others. Amen? But we're all here. Amen? That's a good thing. Paul is writing to the Galatians because they are venturing back into the old way. They've moved forward. Gentiles are welcome. And now they're getting it in their head that that's not right. They should go back. And they want to take on the law and circumcision and all the stuff that goes with it. And Paul is simply saying, look, this is all about the Spirit. It was never about the body. I mean, it kind of was for a while because we needed to grow up as a humanity and as a people. We needed the rules. I talked about last week how Paul described the law as a custodian or a, or a ped- pedagogos, something like that. It was a Greek word. I can't remember now but it means child custodian. It's a temporary position that guides people as they grow up, much like we do with children. Paul says the law is like that. But we, if we've accepted the Spirit, have begun the growing up, which is why we call it rebirth. It's not the end. It's not the goal. It's simply a new beginning. And we continue on the process, and we grow and mature as we continue walking together. But we have people saying one thing and other people saying another thing, and they seem exactly opposite, and yet both claim to be upholding God. And it's a wonder. How do you make sense of it? Do I go by what I want? And Paul seems to be saying, yes, making it about the flesh, that makes it really easy, because then you know if you're in or out, because you can look at your flesh. But it's not about the flesh. It's not about you even. That whole list that he gave if we looked at it again, all these things are basically making life about us. We can go through it one by one. I don't think we need to. So living adulterously, sexual immorality. I want something, I'm going for it. Uh, moral corruption. I'm going to do what I want to do, doing what feels good. Idolatry. I'll serve something else. And do you know in the Hebrew Bible, the word for worship and the word for service is the exact same word. So if you're serving yourself, you're worshiping yourself. Something Paul definitely had in mind, idolatry. Maybe you aren't casting spells today. Anybody casting spells? No? Okay. That one we don't need to spend a lot of time on. Hate and disassociation, fighting, losing your temper. Are they about others or are they about you? I could speak for me. When that person cuts me off in traffic and I lose my temper, it's about me. Anybody with me? Yeah, anybody pointing to their partner saying, yeah, yeah, Lauren often shakes her head at me. Does that person, do they have the power to make me mad that cuts me off in traffic? Only if I give it to them. Yeah. If 
I make it about me and it's my turn or my way, and we do that in all sorts of ways. You're going to go to Fourth of July celebrations with friends and family, and if somebody brings up that certain topic, your emotions are going to get stirred up, right? Do you have control on what stirs you up? Paul talks about freedom. Are we free? If that person cutting me off can send me into a spiral of anger, am I free? No. No, I'm still serving myself. And so Paul describes the works of selfish desires. Notice the difference. The works of selfish desire versus the fruit of the Spirit. And the word fruit is singular. The fruit of the Spirit presents itself in many ways. And if we look at these, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, are any of them about you? No, they're about others. It's pretty simple. In theory. (laughs) It's hard to live it. If somebody's talking and I hear them lifting up and saying, this is what you should think and this is how you should be, I just simply evaluate. Are they angry? Are they promoting rivalry and conflict and opposition? Are they promoting splitting people apart? Because that's not the Spirit. Do I see love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control? It's pretty easy if we just stop. Now Paul says we crucify ourself. What he's saying is every part of you whether you describe yourself as male, female, American, father, mother, sister, brother, cousin, uh, an engineer, an IU fan. (laughs) I love it. She goes, no. (laughs) We have these identities and it changes our behavior when we identify with these identities. You say, no, no IU fans. Right? And if you met an IU fan, you might all of a sudden just make assumptions about them, right? We don't do that, do we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. When you say yes to God, you say yes to the grace of God, which means you're loved. As the bishop said, there's nothing you can do about it. You claim identity in Christ alone, which means you take all those other identities and you cast them aside. And it is Christ and the grace of God that steers your behavior. I call it the flow. If you're living into the flow, God will take care of it. You might be walking down the street. You might be walking through the grocery. Someone crosses your path you never intended, and yet the Spirit might have put you in that place at that time to say, hi, I love you. You're valuable. Do you need help pushing? Whatever it is. You know what it is. You all encounter people all the time. Are we too locked into our schedules and our desires and goals and ambitions that we miss the opportunities we have when the Spirit just has us in the flow. If you're wanting to know if you're in the flow, then look at the fruit and what you're feeling, what your experience is. Is it love and joy? Is it peace? Is it hate and anger? Is it division? I encourage you to read the list and read it every day and reflect on what you're doing, where you are, with who you are, and ask yourself, Am I bearing fruit? And I don't say, I'll love this person and now I have the Spirit. It doesn't work like that. You have the Spirit, and as Paul says, it'll lead you right into the way of love and joy and peace and patience. And if you're following the Spirit, it will naturally steer you away from all the selfish desires. It's all about life and the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is ever knocking at your heart. As we as Methodists say, 
When you get baptized, yes, you're reborn, but it's just the beginning, and you spend the rest of your life growing and learning and being sanctified. The Spirit always has more to say. Do you want to be free? Will you listen? And we'll do it together. Amen? Amen. Thank you.